1: Listen to this episode of Welcome to the OC Bitches ad-free on Amazon Music. I am 16, going on 17.
2: I know that I'm naive. Fellows I meet may tell me I'm sweet and willingly I believe. Welcome to the OC Bitches. Welcome to the OC Bitches. We are on Season 3, Episode 22, The College Try. I feel like uh, Season 3 is starting to redeem itself a little bit. Yeah. I like these this episode.
1: I like this episode. I also have issues that we're getting close to the end of Season 3, and I'll leave it at that. But, um, yes, the synopsis is Ryan and Marissa arrive at Berkeley, and Summer and Seth visit Brown for freshman orientation weekends where familiar faces from the past resurface. Meanwhile... Kirsten and Sandy reach a breaking point in their relationship. Directed by Tony Warmby. Written by Josh Schwartz. Originally
2: our date April 20th, 420, 2006 2006. So, the kids are going to go visit their colleges. It's nice to see them outside of Newport.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes.
2: Ryan and Seth meet in the kitchen. Yes. And it's kind of funny that Ryan actually has a very overpacked bag because he doesn't know how people dress.
1: Well yeah, and Seth's like you only own like two well, wife beaters, but whatever whatever we call we them We can these
2: quote days. the we can quote the characters, right? <laughs> Even though it's not appropriate now. <laughs> yes. It's so interesting. There's a to lot see of that. There's another changed. quote later that Seth says and I was like, I don't think we could say that now. I'll <laughs> get into that later. There's quite a few of those. Yes. But he's I mean Seth is his plan to take off and go to Rhode Island and and maybe not run into he's he's not convinced that Summer's gonna be there and I mean, the cojones on this boy. He's really something. He is really something. (laughs) You know, and then Kirsten comes in and she's all excited to see them go. And all I kept thinking was, she doesn't even know her son didn't get in. I know. It's crazy, right? Right. Like, what's that going to be like? I I mean, it's already hard enough, you know, and we're so frustrated that he he hasn't um, told Summer this information.
1: Right. But no, his parents don't even know. Right. They just think he's going to Brown. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But she also, takes them to the airport. Sorry,
1: isn't it weird that the, your parents don't go with you? I don't know.
2: I, I don't know. Well, well I, I don't mean,
1: know either. I didn't go to real college. No, so. I started
2: working when I was eighteen. So <laughs>
1: yeah, but I but I feel like it's something that it's like a parent anyway.
2: I don't maybe know that. Not. See, uh, see, CG, we went with her to for freshman orientation. Yeah. Yes, but that was like we moved her to Chicago and we were there and we did all that. This is something different. This was like go check out your school before you go. Yeah, but still during senior year.
1: Yeah, so well, I mean, I feel yeah.
2: Anyway, I I wonder if Josh, um, ever thought about going to Brown because it's well, he's from Rhode Island and he went to USC Film School, so he I, went to SC. Yeah, I wonder if there was ever a okay. although he you probably know what? always had. his- I have the power to ask him. You could. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so the boys are off to their you know respective, coasts, right? And Kirsten takes them to the airport. Doesn't go with them to college, but takes them to the airport. No. And what
2: does Kirsten see at the airport? She looks up after she says goodbye to Ryan, which, by the way, before we say that, I had this really bizarre in their exchange yeah. when she was saying, we're here for you or, you know, it's such a weird, surreal moment where I thought just a couple years ago, he was a he was a delinquent. And now all of a sudden he's going off to Berkeley. college.
1: Berkeley. And that. it felt
2: really weird. They did a good job per- yeah. portraying that. And I yeah. felt that just organically without even knowing what was going to happen in the right. next one. So, yeah. So she looks up after she says goodbye and she sees Teresa coming down. Yes. And this woman hands her a child. Yes. Who looks very much like Ryan. Definitely does not look like, what's her, Eddie. Eddie. Not at all, not at all. I think that's on purpose. I think Cassie yes. definitely wants us to think that. I wrote, "Oh my God, I do not remember this," which is actually very good that they did this because we saw back in season, the beginning of season two, when she says, "I lost the baby." So I'm glad that they're following up with this storyline.: I agree.
1: But I didn't remember either because when I saw the kid, I was like, "Oh my god!" Like I didn't remember. <laughs> right. You know,
2: I was like, "Oh shit." It it is a big it is a big topic to have to like sit on. You know, so because so Kirsten then goes straight to Sandy and says, "Like, I mean, they're, they're, whatever's going on between them is so confusing." Can you just fill me in because
1: I am so confused and I can't keep keep track. What is the actual tension and problem between Kirsten and Sandy? So.
2: I guess on the surface, he's working a lot, like a lot of people do. Right. And unfortunately, she saw Matt's face, you know, beat up. And she's very suspicious that she knows just enough that she's concerned about him turning into Caleb. He's been crossing these lines, thinking that, you know, these morality lines, these ethic lines. And she's... You know, in the, in the last episode, we saw, we saw that she almost drank over right. it. So all of the things that, quote, triggered her to drink yeah. are happening. So with somebody going through something like that, it's almost like...
1: I still she, don't understand what they're going through.
2: She's She thinks just that he's, he's not connected and he's, yeah, he's working too much. Although I think she's being an overdramatic alcoholic. Like
1: she just she's wants ex- to... She's looking for any excuse to drink.
2: Or when you start, when she's blaming everything else, this is... Her drinking is entirely on her. Mm-hmm. It is not Sandy's problem. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So when you, we see that she's almost doing that, that means mm-hmm. she's probably thinking about it constantly. Right. And she's thinking of almost any excuse probably to to do this and looking for things. I mean, you can see that she I don't know. It's such a as we as the choices that she makes here seem super impulsive. Mm. And almost like the drama is it's kind of like a high to her or something, mm-hmm. you know, when you, you have to think about who the message is coming from, I think. So when she goes and she goes straight to Sandy and tells him what she saw and he's like, well, let's not overreact because he's cool, calm, collected. And she's like, you know, but no, she looked like a mother. Right. And he's like, well, let's not tell him. Let's wait till he gets back, which is absolutely the best advice. Absolutely. 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 So when Ryan calls. Yep.
1: I did not agree with her even letting on anything.
2: Right. And I think the script is written that Ryan can hear it. And, you know, she kind of does it like, it's okay. But there was, she knows she's doing it. She shouldn't be saying this. It
1: would be hard to keep something like that in. I mean, I do understand that. Like me, if I had that information, I would just be like, oh my God, you know, like.
2: Well, here's, okay, this has always been a dilemma. What happens if somebody, if somebody's on this beautiful trip, like I just saw that Leah was in Bora Bora. Right, your friend Leah. Yeah. it was beautiful. Yeah. she was in Borobudur. Yeah, I've been there; it's amazing. So let's say your friends on this beautiful trip, and someone passes. Do you tell them in the middle of their trip, or do you wait a couple days? Well,
1: here I have an example. Mm-hmm. First hiatus of the OC, Brody and I went on vacation with my family mm-hmm. to Hawaii, and my grandmother passed away. Yeah, of course. I mean, that's your grandmother. So we literally were there for like two days. We had to fly from Hawaii to Philadelphia, which is not a direct flight. Right. <laughs> but anyway, um, so we had to leave vacation early to go.
2: To get there for a funeral? Yes. Brody's surfboard wound up in Philadelphia,
1: even though we connected in L.A. and landed and spent the night in L.A. Yeah. I don't know how that happened, but well, anyway.
2: <laughs> I guess I think if, if it's something that you need to get back for, yes. But if it's not going to change anything- Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she shouldn't then, have let on yeah. anything. Okay. So, agreed. Agreed. So, you know, so he she ends up telling him. Yes. And then Ryan comes home early, yeah. and Sandy's like, Ryan, you know, he plays it cool. Yeah. But then he confronts, Kirsten and mm-hmm. says and you she instantly kind of realizes he's like you told him and she's like well you know you were doing it's because of you and, and <clears throat> you realize she's doing this stuff almost to get his attention right because she's not feeling seen or, with her feet on the yeah. ground she's feeling like things are spinning out of control mm. and he's like to and he makes the best point he said Teresa is not asking anything of him why should we Right. It's such a good point. That is a good point. And then, you know, so at one point, yeah, it's just a very, anyway, okay. so I so just that's feel what like they're going through. whatever the mindset of what she's going through is she's creating all these things and she's putting the blame on him. And I always say any person who puts blame on other people or the outside world are full of bullshit because you, if yeah. you ever have a problem, just look to yourself. Yeah. That's where you start. That's like
1: classic narcissism too. hmm Or high consciousness. Well, and alcoholism makes stuff. people
2: very self centered. Yes. Yeah.
1: Completely. Okay. There we go. So, so let's go let's go back in the beginning of the episode. The kids are getting ready. We see that, you know, Ryan and Seth, they're on their way, and then we have a scene with Summer and Marissa in the beginning. So they have this They have a cute little powwow, cute. Can scene. I borrow the
2: sparkly sweater or, or the scarf, sparkly scarf? Which was very in, I think, at the time. Apparently.
1: Not now, but then. She calls him Marissa Newport's Courtney Love, which was well,
2: funny. It's such a great little conversation because she says, Marissa basically says, I'm done with Volchuk, mm-hmm. but I'm going to, and he called me and I'm going to go pick up my stuff. And Summer's like, like, oh, no, no, Oh, no. No, no. You're not going to his house. She's like, well, and she's like, I've moved on. And she's like, just 48 hours ago, you were uh, Newport's Courtney Love. Yeah. <laughs> so Summer knows her uh-huh. really well. Uh-huh. She knows her friend. Yes. And she's like, no, you you need to go, like, fine, I'll do it at the diner. Right. Kind of thing. Right.
1: They're in, very funny. Okay, so they're both, and so Marissa's going to Berkeley.
2: Yeah. Oh, and, and then they come downstairs, and Julie and, and Neil are, you know, seeing them off. And I don't, I mean, I get that it's funny. She's like, oh, you she don't want me to come with you. And I guess she, she does want to protect Marissa. Mm-hmm. And Marissa's like, I got the parting out of my system. And Julie's like, well, I could be your Scientology guide. I know. Which I'm, Wait, like,
1: what? So were you into science? is Julie into Scientology? No, I think. It, well Is there some excuse I, I to go and to, pretend that you're the Scientology guide?
2: Julie's just like that's her f- way of being humorous, you know? I don't I don't really get the I don't get the reference. I mean obviously she's making fun of Scientology or something, but I but think maybe yeah, it's like an excuse. I, so I actually looked it up, I'm like, Scientology guide. <laughs> what would that be? Is but, that
1: somebody that actually goes somewhere with everyone from no, the Scientology no, it, Church? It, all oh, all no. that
2: came up was, you know, <laughs> like stuff about Scientology. So. Oh. Oh, I, I, I was you, guiding. You I was to scared <laughs> to do it because I thought they might be tracking me. <laughs> anyway, but then Neil says something that's like, as as you as Summer and Marissa leave, and she's like, "Bye," and Neil says, "Well, I think she's out of the woods." Mm-hmm. And all I thought was, my heart just sank uh. because I know she's not.
1: I have that a lot with this, like, oh, I'm going to be in Berkeley and I'm going to be going. I can't. We're not going to talk about it,
2: right? Okay. Oh, but then he invites her to this party. He says for for his colleague's retirement party, and she's like, "No, I think I'll be home." And he's like, "Why can't you? Why can't you join me in this?" And she says, "You know, she's still not comfortable being around the Noopsies because she doesn't want them to gossip." And he says, "He's talking to Julie." You're saying, "Yeah, got it." But then there was this thing where she says she looks at this huge engagement ring, and I thought, "What an interesting choice." She's like. Okay, I'll go. Like, <laughs> it's like, big enough to
1: show off. Yeah, I better,
2: like, uh, yeah, yeah. She's being, I guess, she's making the right choice. I like
1: so. the Girls Gone Wild uh, reference. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> uh, brings it back to yeah. 2006, everyone. She cute. Now, we see Brown, which is USC. Yes. I remember Yee-hoo! being there. Yeah. Also, there were like a lot of paparazzi photos
2: I remember of us shooting there. How do they find out? I don't know. Because we didn't have like there wasn't like Twitter or something or instant yeah, social yeah, media. Yeah, I
1: don't know, but I remember there were paparazzi photos of like Adam and I sitting together like on a chair. Some and, long like, lenses yeah, yeah, or yeah. something. Yeah. Or
2: some students could have done it or something. I don't know. But you know, I always think it's interesting. If you drive around LA, basically whenever you go to a location there will be signs for the crew to, you know, just to make but they sure. they usually
1: will disguise the name it. if it's a popular show. Right,
2: so everyone kind of knows. It won't say the OC, but it'll be something. Sometimes it can be, like, I'll drive through and I'm like, oh, I know what show that is. You can just tell if it's really? like says, yeah.
1: I wonder what they used for ours. We I should try remember. to, we should ask, like, locations or something. We should get locations. Yeah. That's actually not a
2: bad idea. I know. Katie? Because <laughs> <laughs> they always have some really cool, really cool behind the scenes.
1: Give yourself the ultimate gift of a stress free holiday with NextEvo Naturals fast absorbing CBD products. NextEvo Smart Sorb technology delivers CBD to your system in as little as 10 minutes. The Smart Sorb upgrades CBD's natural absorption power. It's scientifically formulated to deliver more CBD fast. It's the only brand clinically proven to deliver 30 times better absorption in the first 30 minutes. I have been using their Sleep One. And let me tell you, it's very hard for me to fall asleep. It's very hard for me to have a good sleep. And Next Evo really works and it works fast.
2: You can help fight the holiday stress with Next Evo Natural Stress CBD Complex Gummies featuring Ashwagandha. Ashwagandha and CBD work together to target the source of rising stress hormones like cortisol and is clinically proven to reduce stress by 70%. Let me tell you, the gummies are pretty special. First, they taste great. They chill me out and they can actually be taken at any time of the day. And it's all in like a fruity snack.
1: Get smarter CBD from Next Evo Naturals and get up to 25% off subscription orders of $40 or more at nextevo.com slash podcast promo code OC. That's
2: N-E-X-T-E-V-O.com slash podcast promo code OC.
1: Make it about more than just the holidays this year with the gift of health from EverlyWell. Give the gift of nourishing vitamins and supplements and with over 30 at-home lab tests like food sensitivity and women's health to help your loved ones get further on their health goals. I have to tell you guys, I'm definitely not pregnant, but my period is like seven days late. What's up with my hormones? I got my women's test, my women's health test from EverlyWell to help me figure it out because something is up.
2: It's all such a mystery, this women's body. So that test will help (laughs) you. You will definitely be able to find the perfect test for you or your loved ones. Here's how it works. Everly well ships products straight to you or your loved one with everything needed in one package. If you ordered an at-home lab test, the sample can simply be collected at home and shipped back to a certified lab in the prepaid envelope included with the test. Digital physician-reviewed results are sent straight to your preferred device in just days. CG has, um, she's sensitive to a lot of things so she literally just asked me for the food sensitivity test so those are stocking stuffers.
1: The gift of health has never been so easy to share than it is this holiday. For listeners of the show, Everlywell is offering a discount of 20% off an at-home lab test at everlywell.com slash OC.
2: That's everlywell.com slash OC for 20% off your next at-home lab test. everlywell.com slash OC. Okay, so they're
1: at Brown, and who's at Brown too?
2: So Seth, of course, has to call Ryan. He has to check in. Yeah, and um, you know, Ryan's Ryan's at Berkeley, and they're reminiscing. He's like, "You're in the middle of the quad, the actual quad." And he's like, <laughs> "Way to keep a low pro," but then he hears
1: Cohen, <laughs> Cohen, Cohen. It's like her how she talks is. A, I, I try to impersonate. It's like like your tongue is swollen. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, she has a different distinct Howell? distinct character, but it's very cute. He was like, "I'm so afraid to turn around right now." And he's like, "Anna, does she go to Brown?"
1: It's, I mean, I think it's it would be, assumed that she's going to Brown.
2: Right, because I don't think we really ever see her again after these next this episode, next one. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Next episode's the last one we see Anna? Yeah. It's
2: her last appearance. Oh. But anyway. Anyway. So we see um Samare, Samare, Samare i'm samira samira there you go sorry it's a hard name to spell it I, is we you, just, call just her try saw. and spell it we call yeah. her saw and uh he's he instantly downloads her on everything what's going on yeah because it's she, like they only never the second left person. each other yeah so you know i do have to say it's just because and I, we need to like i need to say this I remember, because this is a memory, and this is not with anything ill intent or anything, but I remember that there was drama with um, Samara's extensions.
1: Well, there should be, because, (laughs) my goodness, they were very distracting.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, um, Were they
1: hers, or did they put them in from her? No, it was
2: something that she came to the show with, and... I remember her telling me that she was, it was somebody else off camera, that she'd had them done for something else. And I think she wanted them, wanted to keep them. But her hair was really short.
1: You can see that it's really short. So
2: I remember that she was.
1: I thought it was because they wanted it to look as like a big difference from when she was on. I think she showed up with it.
2: And her hair was really short, and she wanted to keep it. She'd had it for something else, but she told me she was very unhappy with her extensions for whatever reason.
1: Yeah, they were distracting. But
2: um, I think she showed up with them. So it wasn't our department that did it. Anyway. Yeah. Comforting. Yeah.
1: Okay. So So, she
2: she does say that – oh, one other thing. She just ran for mayor of Sedona.
1: Oh, I know. And she
2: lost. Yeah, she got 42% of the vote. I oh, just she looked did? it up. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't
1: know what the the yeah. thing was, but I know she was, I was running like, for mayor doing right
2: now and I just found out. Yeah, just yeah. this last week, so. Yes. Good for you. So, anyway, she does mention that there is a faculty mixer and that yeah. if Seth wants to meet Dr. what's his name? Ogle?
1: the main guy. Ogilvie,
2: <laughs> <laughs> Ogilvie. <laughs> I'm not saying it right. Og Ogilvy. but uh this is a very funny mixer. Yes. I it's mean, a funny mixer. We this is where we see Summer at Brown as well. Like when she walks up, and
1: I would who just, walks up
2: when Summer walks up to Seth, and oh. it's like, what? The, what are you doing here? My first thing that I said
1: is when you first see Summer, she's like, "What's a jihad? Jihad?" She says, "Jihad." jihad. Are they talking about geodes? jihad? Oh no, they're not talking about jihad. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I am Summer at heart. Oh oh, <laughs> no. She says, "What's jihad?"
1: Jihad, uh-huh,
2: the Holy War. I'm
1: like writing it down. I'm like, is, are they saying geode wrong? And oh, like, that's you why you need know- the subtitles. <laughs> yeah,
2: the Holy War. So she said they they're speaking, and the she's like, "Well, war. what is jihad?" And they think that she's being, you know, perplexing.
1: They think she's being ironic. Yes. <laughs> anyway, so she sees Seth there. This whole thing is so heartbreaking. The whole fucking thing. It's like just be honest. Yeah. It's very frustrating.
2: Yeah. No, I mean, why can't he just do that? But, but you know, he's the fact that he thinks he can get in. You know, I thought about this. The Orange County movie with um, Colin Hanks yeah. had the same theme where he had to get into Sacramento. Or, sorry, um, Stanford. Because <laughs> it's in Sacramento. Stanford. <laughs> <laughs> but they did it in a completely different way with Jack you Black. You know, that school. <laughs> Sacramento. Sacramento. Super hard to get into. So uh, <laughs> Ivy League. So there was something I, – I, you know, there's something else that I thought was interesting because when I did some, like, research on this episode, it was interesting. I found Alan Sepinwall, our Rolling Stone chief TV critic, had a blog about this. And, of course, he was a fan of the show. But I just up-popped this blog about this episode. What? And – yeah, and people commenting and everything. So I was like, "Oh, that's interesting to see all these comments about." What Seth. were the comments? Well, he he was funny. You know, he's friends with Josh, so he said, "I wish it would just." Be, he said, "It's just good enough to keep me <laughs> hooked, but not bad enough consistently to make me stop watching." Mm. So he was like, "But he was he was making the point that Anna is like Seth's fairy godmother, mm. and yeah. you know, it's an interesting tool to bring him bring her in because as writers, you think." what do we do to serve our main characters and it's you know some uh, anna did the similar thing in the past let's have her help in this way and it does as frustrating as it is i get the side of it that it just creates drama why did kirsten's do this because it creates drama for the show why you know so we sit here and say why would these characters do this well because it creates a good conflict but
1: i have fun just talking about why they would do it because it's fun right Yes. So the mixer and Seth and he says to the guy, I need to talk to you. And he tells him, OK, you have five minutes tomorrow at five. They agree on meeting.
2: Yeah. But then she decides, like, where? how do we get back to summer? And he says, I'm sorry I lied to you. And about summer. He did. Yeah. he's. That's when he's sitting and she says, I can't be mad at you because you're so pathetic. Oh. And that's when she says, OK, let's come up with a plan. What would she join up for? And he says she likes cardio. Let's look for the walking tour. So when they go to the walking <laughs> tour the next day. Yes. And she she's like, The plan is you just tell her the truth. And she he he won't let her. She won't let him tell her. That's very frustrating. I know. And
1: he wants but, to go on the tour and he doesn't have a name tag. He grabs a name tag. And and whose he's name like, is it? Kumar.
2: Kumar. He, yeah.
1: And he's like, What what he's like, then the guide's I'm, like, Your name's Kumar. I'm yeah. half
2: Indian, half Jewish. I'm a Hindu. No, I'm Hindu. Hindu. I don't Hindu. think you could do that now.
1: He's a Hindu, like Hindu.
2: Well, okay. So this is very obviously Josh's writing. Yes, <laughs> yes. The st- the stand up comic is coming out. Yes, Hindu. <laughs> he did do stand up comedy. I I read recently. What? Yeah,
1: Schwartz. Yeah. You mean like in seventh grade?
2: I, it was part of his. I was looking up some stuff yesterday. Because part was, of his. It was on Wiki. Wikipedia.
1: So, yes. So he's still on the tour, and he's still not being on it. Like, she won't listen to him either. So, you know, there's that. There's, like, the back and forth. Let's leave them at Brown. We know what's going on with them. Let's go over to Berkeley, where it is raining buckets. Yes. Where did they shoot Berkeley? That one, it was at UCLA. Oh. But was it really raining?
2: So here's the thing. Yes. So I, would, I, I couldn't find out, but usually when we do rain machines... You can tell it's raining, but you might see some sun in the background. Yeah, because or something. it's not raining everywhere. I think it had to have been a rainy day, and then it had they to had have been, be- and they just used it because it was super cloudy the whole time.
1: It was very much raining, so I think they <laughs>
2: shot in just that one day all of those out, yeah, um, outside locations, and it had to have been like really raining mm-hmm. because you could see deep, deep, deep in the in the background that it was cloudy. Yeah but Ryan meets Wes, yeah, and freshman buddy, Matt Barr, who's gone on to do some really kind of yeah. wonderful career. Good for him. Yeah. And he's his orientation buddy, but they instantly have this conversation about like fitting in and Ryan it's so it's so telling that he feels like He's like, so you're from Newport. And he's like, yeah, but, you know, I'm actually from Chino. Like, it's some big dark secret, and Wes has no reaction. Yeah. And I guess Ryan's been just so conditioned to well, have from people judge from. him.
1: Yeah, but now you're expanding. You're going to college, and the world opens up. Well, and
2: that, that is you such a... You can be a Hindu. F- <laughs> you could be a Chino port. Chin port. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Or a Chinnu. Yeah. Very good. Thank you. Yeah. In the meantime... You know, he, he's like, oh, this is the first, like, it's very refreshing to yeah. be here. Like, for the first time, not a single person is judging. Judging, Think yeah. about it. He went from Chino to Newport, and now not a single person is judging him for being from Chino. And mm-hmm. that's the first time. Cause he, and this West guy probably doesn't even understand what Chino is. Right. Yeah. Okay. Now, Marissa meets up with Volcheck before heading to Berkeley. Yeah, and she does. He's like, I didn't bring your stuff. And she's like, well, why not? And he's like, I just want to know what happened. My first thought was, well, your friends tried to accost Heather. and But instead she says, well, <laughs> I just, she goes into this thing about um, sound, sound of music. music. I never thought I'd hear her Sound of Music and doing coke with a guy at the same sentence, you know,
1: <laughs> I did.
2: <laughs> but she goes on to talk about the Sound of Music. And Sound of Music did not end in a fairy tale. The guy was a Nazi. I always I
1: hate the end. Yeah. Of sound. wait, what? He's a Nazi? He, yeah, he's an S. He's a oh the boyfriend. the boyfriend. I thought you meant Captain Von Trapp. I was like, no, he's not. <laughs> You're talking about Rolf or whatever Rolf.
2: Rolf. It was Rolf, wasn't oh, it? Oh
1: Lord, I got a very very. I was like, my world, my life has been a lie. <laughs> Captain hey, Von Trapp is not. a that's my song Little to Briar. That's what I sing her Aww. at night.
2: every me cry. Moment. I got to play Marie in Sound you of Music. You did? Yes, in eighth grade. <gasps> High on a hill was a lonely goat. Le, 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 There we go. Anyway, moving on. Sound of Music We're moving re-watch. on from um, Sound of Music to Coke. No. <laughs>
1: what?
2: Well, but he's really Yeah, he fun. does turn
1: into that. <gasps> oh, Ooh, he, he's so Her it? comparison to that boyfriend and Liesel. Yeah. Is really actually a parallel because yeah. Volchuk turns into what Ratnazzo. we might call a, a Nazi. A Nazi.
2: What was I calling him? A Nazo. A
1: <laughs> Not Gonzo the Nazo. I get really excited when you get excited. Yeah. What's sorry. I got excited. I've Ooh. had a lot of caffeine. Woo. Okay.
2: I had this much and I'm like this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> This is a dirty chai which has an espresso shot in it. Oh no! Might explain some things.
2: Ryan is hanging out with Wes in the cafeteria and catching up, making some friends. But then, when Marissa walks in, I imagine if Misha ever walked into any—oh,
1: every head, any campus,
2: every head would turn. Absolutely, she looks so stunning. And I know.
1: I keep thinking, and it's like that's your that was your ex girlfriend. Like, why are you not trying to make that your current girlfriend?
2: Right. And then Ryan goes out of his way to say, "No, man, you can talk to her. Yeah. I have to get used to this." And he's like, well, "Okay." They're so evolved for their age. Yeah. Just yeah. saying.
1: I say that a lot.
2: Right. And 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 I thought about this, and I was like, you know, so this West character is like, he has quite a bit to do, and once again, he needs, We need characters that serve arcs. Leads mm-hmm. because it feels like you know he's just here for the one episode mm-hmm. and and you know we don't always get those just one episode one guest star characters in our show right that do that so he's we he's, have him we have him <laughs> <laughs> he's and and Marissa says he's like you remind me of my dad and I thought does he does he remind you know he's a poli side didn't know that about Jimmy so you learn something new every day I
1: did not know that yeah, yeah. I
2: would think you would know that you were married to him right. If you want to avoid boring, basic, and bland gifts this year, Uncommon Goods is your secret weapon. Uncommon Goods is here to make your holiday shopping stress free by scouring the globe for the most remarkable and truly unique gifts for everyone on your list. Whether you're shopping for your secret Santa or your entire family, Uncommon Goods knows exactly what they want.
1: When you shop at Uncommon Goods, you're supporting artists and small independent businesses. These fine products are often made in small batches. So shop now before they sell out this holiday season from Art and jewelry to kitchen home and bar uncommon goods has something for everyone not the same lackluster gifts you could find just anywhere for briar's father he's very outdoorsy and there were really unique kind of camping you know things like that that you don't find everywhere which i always like to get unique gifts so it's kind of fun to find things that i mean it's
2: endless that website i love it yes so to get 15 percent off your next gift Go to uncommongoods.com slash OC. That's uncommongoods.com slash OC for 15% off.
1: Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Uncommon Goods, we are all out of the ordinary.
2: In the meantime, Ryan's checking out the architectural tour. Yeah. And they're continuing to hang out and they're yep. at a party. Well, here's one of my favorite little scenes from the show. Which one? When Ryan shows up and he's like, I didn't know you were going to be here. And she's like, I don't know the rules. Is this okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, no. We need to try and be friends yeah. here. And, and then she
1: wants to hear about his architectural tour.
2: And, and then she threatens to tell everyone about his musicals. Oh, and then <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, well, I have enough dirt on you. And she's like, uh, yeah, probably true. Yeah, she's like, yeah, fair point. I oh. wish they had give mo- given more of this kind of stuff to Misha because she does it really well. Where well, that kind of I just funny? like
1: seeing them cute and light personally. But also the musical thing is an is a nod, as we've discussed before, to Josh, who was Snoopy in a musical.
2: In and school. so was Ryan. So Oh Ben. So Ryan was a Snoopy in the musical. Because of Josh. Josh. Oh I okay. thought you
1: meant Ben was in musicals. I mean I could see it. I don't know if he can sing, but I could see it. <laughs>
2: Theater. Did he sing when we did that thing with Mick G? We all did. Did Ben? We you're were asking me
1: i remember saw
2: was there she yeah, saw she like
1: really sang well She yeah. did great
2: i remember robin anton actually who's uh-huh. the creator of Mix- pussycat dolls yeah. she was actually talking to saw about
1: being singing. a pussycat
2: doll or you too i thought the two of oh, you Oh, maybe i don't know sounds vaguely familiar anyway so there we go did we ever find that song from
1: mickie yeah the recording no we should that'd be funny isn't it her. a holiday song
2: probably I don't know. He said it. I remember he said it oh, had been harsh. lost or something. Okay. Oh, that's Josh. Anyway, so <laughs> then and then the next thing we see is that obviously we already saw that that um, Ryan and and Kirsten talked on the phone, and so of course Ryan took off. But then Marissa and Wes get into this conversation yes. about how he wasn't a model student, and he says, "Not everyone was as gun. I wasn't as gung ho as mm-hmm. you are." And she's like, "You bought that act, so it's all an act." Yeah. And she's feeling totally out of place. And he tells his story. Yeah. And then she goes on to tell her story. He's like, Well, what happened? She said, A couple years ago I was this girl and now I'm not. And he says, What happened? And she lists only a few of the things that actually happened to her. Right. She left out Tijuana. She left out there are Trey. Many, there are many I mean, things. she's like, What happened? She said everything. <laughs> yeah. And she is so lost and so broken. And it just made me think like as an adult, you're like, And he's like, no, everyone belongs somewhere. I guarantee you these, I feel like that was such a great teenage angst feeling. And so many young people would relate to this as they're watching. Whereas as adults, we're like, oh gosh, Mm -hmm. you know, you're fine. You're going to be fine. Right. But I think there's some, there's a reason that, that, that was so relatable. Yeah. Because I think kids do feel like that sometimes, right? They
1: do. Especially a- when she's been through so much trauma. For sure. And then after their conversation, she decides to go check on Ryan. Leave and check on right. Ryan.
2: Right. And then that was actually a really nice scene as well because she says, I just want to see that you're okay and you don't have to tell me. And he mm-hmm. instantly says, it's Teresa. And she says, and he says, she had a baby. And she goes, oh my God. Yeah. The reaction was so, you yeah. was so genuine.
1: I really, really like Ryan and Marissa in this episode.
2: Yes. I lot. do too.
1: Like them together, their interactions and everything.
2: Well, and I think there's something they've been, it's wonderful to have these two characters that mm-hmm. are beloved. They have to have, be in scenes together. We don't want them to have their no. separate lives, mm-hmm. but they're trying to be friends. And I think that, it, you know, I think the audience then roots for them to be friends mm-hmm. and we don't necessarily see need to see the romantic part of it like anymore.
1: I kind of do, but yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so let's talk about so Ryan went back and he goes to check on the kid.
2: So yeah, so he's she's not there, but then he's kind of staring off at the um at the pool and then Teresa of course just magically walks into the magic Cohen house because yes. the door is always open to everyone. And she's open. like, Hey Ryan. And she instantly says, Baby isn't yours. Yeah. We did a paternity test. Yeah, it's Eddie's. But you know what I think? What? She lied once. You think
1: she's lying?
2: He looks nothing like Eddie and He Therese. does. He looks yeah. nothing like. But uh-uh. there are kids that look nothing like their parents. I guess they can be super blonde. So in the <laughs> meantime, Marissa, after seeing Ryan, after telling Summer that it's over, she goes to go get her stuff. And I guess she can right. just go in and vulture. She has a
1: key. You see her take out a key.
2: She has a key. Mm-hmm. She hasn't given it back. And he's sleeping. And she goes over. And what does he have but the DVD? of Sound, sound of, of music. music. So she instantly, her fantasy... You know ch- what? He looks like Rolf. <laughs> he looks very cute sleeping. Right? Yes. Rolf like, isn't as cute, but like they have a very similar look. Yeah. yeah. Nazi-like. And, and Just so she instantly goes, her heart melts. She climbs into bed with him. I mean, I gotta say, he has glimpses of... Vulnerability.
1: Yes. And
2: all of that. That he's trying. Yes. And he's hot. So... It would have been nice. I thought it was interesting. Like so she gets into bed and he just keeps his eyes closed. It would have been nice if he kind of I don't know, maybe it would have been menacing, but if he opened his eyes and recognized that she was there. Yeah. And how but but he doesn't wake up. I think he's awake. He knows it.
1: He knows what he's doing.
2: Yeah. yeah. No, maybe he maybe it wasn't. But still, yes. So Seth um So by the way,
1: so Summer thinks that Seth and Anna are in cahoots and that's why everything's happened is because they're together.
2: Right. But but we in, didn't
1: say that before.
2: No, and, and also when he actually meets with that dean and gets oh, yeah. his time, flails. I was so shocked. Well, first of all, it would have been very, very unrealistic if he'd actually gotten in. Uh, yeah, no, he, no way. But I think that's the point that he's going to do his do his best, and he realizes as he's saying it, he really doesn't have any reason for them to change their. No, you can wait till next year and reapply. Mm-hmm. But there's, I just, I was, I was very surprised that Seth didn't have better words. For this Your? speech, I guess does he always fail in that <laughs> yes, respect? Yes, yes, okay, <laughs> yes, he's a flailer. He's a flailer. We we'll call and him a flailer yeah, instead this... of a failer.
1: Um, so okay, he, so he, fails. he he fails. So then he's gonna leave. He's all defeated. His taxi pulls up, and who's in it?
2: Anna, and she's and like her extensions. <laughs> and knowing she said,
1: "I'm just kidding. I'm being she... mean. I love saw. I'm being so mean. Sorry."
2: <laughs> well, look, there was there was talk. It's not personal. It, there was talk on the internet about her extensions. It was all over. They were not great. No. Anyway, uh, <laughs> this isn't being mean. It's no, just I'm sorry. A fact. I'm
1: sorry. They were <laughs> distracting, and like you don't want to be distracted because you want to watch her face and her acting. And well, this, they were distracting.
2: Right. No, that is, that is true. If you're looking at the hair hairstyle or haircut too much, then then yes, it can be distracting. She knew it was distracting. Yeah, yeah, she so, knew. So to be fair, so yes, so she, but. She is a smart girl because she shows up with the Atomic County book, yeah. FedExed by her mom because she knew that this other stuff wasn't going to wasn't going to happen. Well, of
1: course it's not going to happen.
2: And it's um, <laughs> you our, can't
1: talk your way into like an Ivy League. Calling.
2: Great idea. It really actually made it really. I don't know. It just made it feel very satisfying that that's a great option and. Because of her cousin, he gets an interview on the way to on the way to his uh, By the way, his flight's wife. in
1: an hour.
2: <laughs> huh. Yeah. I was
1: like, really? Yeah. And the airport exterior or the exterior wherever he's being picked up from was the sound stage. Did you notice that?
2: Oh yeah. That's our front of our stage where our dressing rooms are. Yeah. And the stage. Yeah. I know. They always redress it right there. So yes, they go do that and then and apparently it goes so well that they're kind of celebrating at the at the airport and they give this big hug and summer instantly i would totally think the same thing summer sees it and is her face just falls yeah. and
1: it's so sad yeah, she's sad.
2: Yeah. And so, it does seem,
1: I mean, the way he's been acting, and he breaks up with her and, you know, all of it. Uh, yeah, and when she's like, oh, you just didn't want to go to Brown with me. Like, you're going to Brown. You right. just didn't want to go with me. Like, all these lies, it just snowballs, and it's just like
2: a now, massive Yeti at this point. Right, and and because he thinks maybe I can get in, so he doesn't tell her then. There's so many times where he just blurted out, but we have to wait another episode. Right, more or more Don't for that. worry, we'll
1: get there sooner <laughs> than you think.
2: So and then of course on the way back she's she calls Marissa yes. and she's explaining the whole thing. Right. And even Marissa's like, maybe it's not what you think. Don't jump to conclusions. But our mind pictures what that conclusion is and it's really happening. Yep. Just just the same way Kirsten's mind is creating all this stuff that's not really going on because her mind has decided that it's exact she's that it's that Sandy is now her dad and, and she's stuck in this, this this, this space. So because they go to this dinner with Neil and Julie, and that was a cute scene, actually, when Julie asks Kirsten to come to come to this dinner mm-hmm. and she's like, I wouldn't really ask, but I really need you to come. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was actually kind of a cute scene, but um, she's like, I owe you one. Well, actually it's probably a lot more than that, but Oh, who's counting. But when they show up and then Sandy goes to give this speech, This toast? Yeah. I was like, why is he giving a toast at this guy's retirement? Well, because he's the star of the show. Yeah. And then he asked Kirsten to talk, and she says out in public that I always, people say you marry your dad, and I thought I missed that, but maybe not. So she slams out, walks out of the room and slams a glass of Chardonnay. She sure does. Her attempt at it last episode, mm-hmm. and then the fact that she does it here means that that's all she's been thinking about this whole time, right? I think that's the that's end of the episode. episode. It is very good. Yes, I I like what? that episode, The College Try. Yeah. <laughs> so there we go. We've got some voicemails. Voicemail. Woo.
3: Hey, Rachel, Mindy, I'm Sam. I'm from the Philippines, and first of all. I just want to say I love listening to your podcasts. I just started watching the show this year, and I'm completely obsessed. So my question is this. If you were to have a crossover episode with any teen show or show at the time, or maybe not, what show would it be and why? And what storyline would bring these two shows together? Thank you.
2: I Like a teen drama of the time. That was on at the time? I, you know, I don't think they were on at the time, but just after doing all of this OC podcast stuff and research, it feels better to go to something like Freaks and Geeks because I feel like that would connect Seth.
1: For me personally, and I want to go back a little, <laughs> Yeah, the OG90210, the Dylan Kelly Brenda triangle, <laughs> I feel like I want to insert Summer in there because I always love Dylan. Ah, I don't, I don't know if that really answers the question. And I don't know what storyline would bring that together. But there were a lot of triangles on the OC.
2: I have another idea. Yes. I've always thought it would have been great to do a musical version of the OC and we could be on Glee. Glee.
1: <laughs> what would your song be? What would you cover?
2: Like a virgin.
1: Oh, hey! definitely not Julie.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know.
1: That's good. That I'd, I'd question, sing though. like
2: John Denver or something.
1: I feel like the scene where Julie is like night moves, like the whole, oh, era, Bob you know, Seger. the Bob Seger and then you cross it over with Glee and like they're covering Bob Seger. I mean, that would be amazing.
2: Oh, uh, yeah. Like oh. Leah
1: Michelle's like belting Bob Seger.
2: Oh, uh, yeah. That's a hard, it's a hard song to sing. Either that or it's like, and I
1: Whitney Houston. love you. <laughs> no. Well, she just did it here, folks. No, We had the crossover of your, of your dreams. Very good. Uh, thank uh, you, yes. Sam.
3: That was a great question. I love it. Hi, Rachel and Melinda. My name is Lara and I'm from Australia. I am a huge OC fan and a massive fan of the podcast. So thank you so much for bringing this to life for everyone. I was about 11 years old when the OC came out. And the reason that I know this is because my mum recently found a letter I wrote to her and my dad asking them if I could please watch the OC because I felt like I was mature enough for my age to watch it. And, of course, everyone in my class was allowed to watch it, so I needed to watch it too. Um, <laughs> suffice to say, they said, I love you, but sorry, no. Um, but a few years later, I was allowed to watch it and have been obsessed ever since. So my question is for both of you on the fashion aspect of it. So the o- OC is obviously very heavily fashion-influenced, but when I'm re-watching Season 3, I think this was kind of the start of like maybe the boho- Era or or that style really coming through, especially with Marissa Cooper's character. So I'm wondering from both of you, what trends do you see in season three that you love and would still wear today, and what trends do you hate? Thanks so much, guys. Love you both. Bye. That's so sweet. Yeah. Um. Just that anyway. That she
1: loves the show. Um. It's really funny. So I'm watching it in season three. I'm like, oh, I'm looking more like myself, as far as hair and makeup goes, you know, like I can tell it's kind of like we're coming into it a little bit more. Your hair was a lot darker too in this episode, I noticed. It didn't? It was darker. It was darker. Did you notice that?
2: You know, it's interesting that I I always noticed that I think we, when we would, we always wanted to change things just out of almost like boredom. You didn't mm-hmm. want to wear the same hairstyle all the time. It was fun to do that, to mm-hmm. dress up and it was part of the show. Mm-hmm. But like there are some things... Like this episode I did not like that top and the jeans on me. Like they were the jeans were super tight. <laughs> and and I didn't like that top. Um was it this episode? I
1: noticed I liked some of the things that Summer was wearing more in this episode. But a lot of the trends from then are kind of coming back now, which I've talked about this a lot, like the platform flip-flops which I never wanted to see again are now like fully back.
2: Well, you know what I did notice? And I don't know if this is our show or just in general, but it probably had to do with our show or Laguna Beach or just that California surf culture. So we have like PacSun and, you know, even Abercrombie and all those things that are kind of casual surf wear, almost Mm -hmm. the way I saw people wearing my entire life or growing up in California. And then I would travel like to Indiana for, at CG where CG Stad lives and at the mall, those, that clothing would be there. Mm-hmm. And I was very conscious of it wasn't here a few years ago and now it is. Right. And that it permeated across, you know, middle America and it became, so she does have a point that, that I think it became very popular to have that. boho. But I content. liked that
1: it did have, yeah, the boho influence was starting to be incorporated yeah. into the aesthetic. Yeah. I wouldn't wanna wear. I don't like the vintage cut dresses that Summer wears a lot, you know. Yeah.
2: I that liked was what like you were wearing staple. when you walk into to Marissa's room and ask you're wearing that skirt and that top.
1: There was a lot that's of skirt. Cool. You know what? I just don't wear a lot of dresses or skirts personally. So maybe that's what it is.
2: Yeah. But yeah. Are, you do wear a lot of or Summer does wear a lot of uh, yeah. skirts and dresses. and dresses. But they're yeah. but they're very cute. Yes. Yes.
0: Okay. Thank you. Hi Rachel and Melinda. I am Daniela. I am from Massachusetts. Um, first of all, I just love you guys. And I'm so happy that you have been doing this podcast. I wait for every week. Yeah. Um, so I have about a million questions because I have watched the show about a million times. But most of them have already been answered. So I wanted to ask one that I don't think has been asked. So Marissa always gets a bunch of hate for all of her savior of these damaged boy (laughs) relationships. We've got Oliver, we've got Johnny, but I don't feel like people talk about the fact that Ryan has had the most actual relationships on the show out of all of the main characters. So my question for you guys is, I would like to know in which order you rate the relationships
1: that Ryan has had. Wow. Has he had the most relationships in the show? I, I mean, so I guess so. So Lindsay. Uh, Teresa.
2: Ther- oh, yeah.
1: I forgot about that. Lindsay, Teresa, Marissa.
2: And uh, Sadie. Sadie. And, and then a little one-night stand with Chloe. And, 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 she, and
1: she, Autumn. I mean, um, Taylor. Taylor. Oh, that's
2: true. But that doesn't happen Spoiler yet. Spoiler uh, alert. I think ultimately. Are we missing any? Well, there there was the grandma.
1: Oh, what about... um. <laughs> Caleb's girlfriend. Or... Oh, yeah, Caleb's girlfriend. Oh, yeah. Caleb's girlfriend. That's not really a relationship. Jess-ish. No. No. no, 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 no Nothing no. happened there.
2: I mean, obviously, the most... Marissa and Ryan are the epic, tragic...
1: So you're going to rate them number Ju- one? Romeo and Juliet,
2: right? hmm You know, she was like the... You can't
1: not put them number one, even though he and Sadie, I think, had the best chemistry. Yeah, and then I would go Teresa. And then I would go. Taylor. Lindsay. Oh, Lindsay. Oh, ta- I can't, can't say. We
2: can't talk about Taylor yet because we're not in that episode. Well,
1: and that. also I don't remember and I haven't watched it yet. So then I'll, I'll comment on that once we get past season four.
2: It's such when you when you think about Taylor now. And you I know. Think about I Ryan now. It's like. It's like it's, it's no, like, it doesn't huh, make sense. Doesn't quite make so sense. So I
1: can't though. go there, but I, I will rate them once I see okay. that relationship. What do you think?
2: Um, I just think because we, I think the human condition loves the drama and the tragedy. I'm just still Ryan Marissa. Yeah, but
1: you're you're ranking the order. Oh,
2: well, okay. Ryan Marissa, then I liked him with Sadie, then Teresa, then Lindsay. I I love Shannon Lucio. Did you
1: miss one? Did we miss one?
2: No. No, okay. I'm going to put Chloe at the top. That was hot. (laughs) Okay, guys, thank you so much for listening. Please follow, rate, and review. Welcome to the OC Bitches, wherever you listen to your podcast. And if you like to watch us, check it out on YouTube. Bye. Bye, bitches.
1: Welcome to the OC Bitches is brought to you by Cast Media. Executive produced by Colin Thompson, Harris Lane, produced by Katie Kurtwright.
2: Edited by Parker Flores and our technical engineers, Travis Holden and Dustin Park.